0: who is our Savior, even Jesus. Amen. She had just picked up her daughter from school, and it had been an eventful day. And she began to tell her mother everything that had happened. All the way home, out of the car, into the house, and as mom began to prepare the evening meal, she continued to share The events of her day, this had happened, that had happened, this had been said, that had been said. You could tell that it was important to her because she continued. She looked at her mom trying to prepare supper and she said, Mom, listen to me, and her mother said, Honey, I'm listening. I'm just getting supper ready at the same time. So she continued her litany about her day. And finally, she paused and she looked at her mom And she said, Mom, listen to me. And her mother said, I am listening. And she said this, No, Mom, listen with your face. Ministry has taught me many things. But I believe the biggest lesson that I learned in my ministry of service was the importance of listening with your face. A couple of times a month, I'll go over to the food pantry and be there to help provide with that very important used ministry. People will come and go. I'll notice two things about them. Number one, they have a hungry tummy. And number two, they have a hungry heart. They will linger, linger, just to talk. And the best thing that I can do is give them, in addition to Cheerios, my ear. I believe that there is a deep hunger in our world, in our relationships, in our churches, in our country, for that listening with your face. I believe that there is a dance step that can take care of that. It's the quick, slow, slow dance. James gives us that quick, slow, slow dance in these verses. I'd like to share with you those three steps. The first is this. Be quick to hear. The word is akuo. And in the tense that you might find it, it would simply mean to hear. But here it's in the accusative case. And being used there, it means not just hearing something, but being able to pick it up and share it back. It's like the wife who says to her husband, I think you need to have your hearing checked. I read about this guy, Lee. It wasn't. <laughs> so he goes to the doctor and he has his hearing checked, and the doctor comes out and says, There's nothing wrong with your hearing, Mr. Fry, I mean, sir. <laughs> Could it be you have a listening problem? Before the days of computers, before the days of cell phones, before even the days of landlines, this country was run on Morse code. Dots and dashes. If you knew Morse code, you could get a job. One gentleman walked into a room filled with other applicants and he sat down to try to get a job with Morse code. Across the speaker in the room, you could hear dots and dashes going, and he thought, oh, how nice, a little ambiance, you know. He heard it. But then he began to listen to it. And the dots and the dashes were making letters, and the letters were spelling words, and it said, if you hear this, walk through the front door. The job is yours. He got up, walked through the door to the amazement of everybody else sitting there, and the gentleman who was hiring came out a few minutes after that and said, thank you for coming today, the job's been filled. There is an old Native American proverb that goes this way. Listen, or your tongue will make you deaf. I would encourage you to take that first dance step this week. If you are quick to hear, really listen. Really able to repeat back what you've heard. You will give people... Listening with your face moments, they will never forget that about you. The second step of this dance routine is this, slow to speak. There is an ancient Roman proverb that says, the wise person has long ears, big eyes, and a very short tongue. Cecilia Saunders was a nurse back in the 1940s in the southern part of London in hospitals. She took care of all kinds of patients, but the ones that she really gravitated toward were those that had terminal illnesses. She would slow her speech down, she writes she would listen she would let them talk or not talk maybe just cry she'd put her hand on their hand to let somebody know they were there and then as she entered into that state of pondering it was a new place in her soul, in her mind, in her heart, a God place. And she writes, it would come to me what to say or what not to say. Cecilia Saunders founded Hospice, and that's how she started it. That is what we've got to do. Wherever we may be, it is so tempting to jump right in with our speech. But maybe, just maybe, when we're in that mode of conflict or we're trying to deal with that problem, if we'll calm and slow ourselves down, God will come to us and give us the exact words we need to speak when that happens, something miraculous can occur. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and the last one, slow to anger. Eight-year-old Susie came home from school and she informed her mother this, that in class today we learned how to make babies. The mother, rather shaken by that development, grew angry, phoned the teacher, and let her have it. After listening to this mother complain for a few minutes, the teacher responded with this, Well, did you ask Susie to explain how it's done? No, said the mother. Honestly, I was too angry. Then go back to her, she said, and ask her. The teacher said. So the mother hung up on the phone, went to Susie, and she said, Susie, so how do you make babies? Susie responded with this. You drop the Y and you add (laughs) I-E-S. Speak when you are angry and you'll probably make the best speech you'll ever regret. You see, anger is not the problem. Anger is something that we all have. Even Jesus got angry, cleansed the temple. But he knew how to use it for the righteousness of God. And that only comes when you get all the information and you understand all the information. Years ago, centuries ago, decades ago, Leonardo da Vinci painted one of the most beautiful masterpieces the world has ever seen. In a monastery, he painted the Last Supper. Can you imagine being a monk and coming in for your meal and sitting there in the presence of Jesus eating with his disciples? How cool would that be? Leonardo was a very slow painter, and something that was unusual in his day, not every artist did it, he allowed people to watch. So one day a gentleman came in early, watched Leonardo go up the scaffold and take his paints and his brushes, and he stood and he looked at the picture, stood and looked and looked till lunchtime. Didn't do anything. Took his lunch, went back up, took brush and palette in hand, observed, observed, observed till it was supper time. But before he came down the scaffold, he took his brush, he took his palette, he dipped it into the color he wanted, went up to the picture and put one brush stroke down. put his brush down, put his palette down, and came down from the scaffolding. Well, the gentleman, you can understand, was rightly disappointed. So he went up to him and he said, Master, you've been up there all day and all you did was put one brush stroke on that picture. Leonardo said this, listen to it you're going to need it this week he said yes but it was the right one it was the right one do you want the right word this week to say be quick to hear do you want the right thing to do Be slow to speak. Do you want the right thing to be acted out in your life? Then do this. Be slow to anger. Quick, slow, slow. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Before we sing our last hymn, I do want to thank